Welcome back to Jam Radio, everybody. My name's Jeremy Siegel, alongside my co-host, Mike. Uh, hi. Today I smelled a mac and cheese candle, and I can't stop thinking about it. Mike, oh. what the fuck was that? <laughs> That's my intro. Did you write that down, or is that just off, like, you were just literally thinking I mean, that? I mean, I, I thought about doing it, saying that, like, a minute ago. Great. This is, is that it was the you worst smelled? thing ever. Yeah, I was smell. I was looking at candles, and there was a macaroni and cheese one, and it was like the worst smelling candle I've ever acquired. I want. It actually made me like gag. I mean, that's not. A I know. Smell I know. It I doesn't desire. No. You just have to like smell it. It just smells terrible. I look at bacon. I guess would be like an acceptable food candle. Why is my nose so Roast shiny beef? in the camera? I don't know. Why is your nose shiny, Mike? I don't know. So you uh, smell any bad candles this past few weeks? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> that was my way of saying what's been going on. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I have two things that I want to talk about. Or not talk about, but discuss. I don't fucking know. Uh, I listened to the whole discography of mac miller and that was interesting i think i texted you about this but yeah we were arguing about whether he was like whatever go on <laughs> he was whatever mike's argue mike was arguing of whether it's like an accidental overdose or or uh it was like a he did it to himself kind of thing i think that's up in the air but it is actually interesting there's a podcast called Shit, I should have come prepared, but I think it's called Dissect by Spotify that looks into rappers. And Mike got me into Mac Miller by suggesting one of his songs on Circles, which was his last album after he died, that they released. Um, and his whole discography is so interesting because he goes from like you can watch, you can literally feel how he evolved as an artist, where he went from this like chippy i'm gonna be like the greatest rapper of all time like happy kid where with his first mixtape uh called kids ironically and then his last album which is like this low philosophical like i've been brought up and like it's like this whole heady concept and he got into concept albums and trilogy it was supposed to be a trilogy but he died before he could release the third album so it's like you're left like swimming in circles, which are his last two albums. Um, swimming and circles. Uh, it's just very right. interesting. And then this this podcast dissects even more into it, so it's even a deeper dive, um, which I yeah, highly I, suggest. I remember that dynamic of his work. I remember listening. To, and I'm not super familiar with him. You listen to his whole discography. Any particular reason you just felt like it? I mean, you like literally because you recommended that one song. Like, I could probably get into this guy. It was Blue World. I think we talked about it on the podcast. I thought already. you recommended Blue World. I thought I recommended Good News. It was one of the two. I was going to recommend Good News. So I'm glad I didn't. Oh. Know. Yeah, I recommended that like, <laughs> um, last year. Uh, yeah, I knew you, you recommended one. Anyway, it, maybe I did recommend Blue World. You recommended one of those songs, and then I got into that album. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to listen to all of it. Good news um, was the really depressing that's, one. That's the one where you listen to it and you're like, oh, he's depressed. Okay. That's tough. I don't know. I think he's more philosophical, man. Um, but yeah, he was definitely depressed. But he was very honest about his depression, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just interesting. If you, if you, if you want to see a, an artist very clearly progress as a a talent and also just like evolve as a person right in front of you. I would suggest also like, to just like albums get more depressed over time, but it is an evolution, it, but, it, but it's an evolution that he's brought up because you can see how money changed him. Even it is all yeah. these themes and motifs that he brings into her. It's like, yeah, I got all this money now, but like, what did it get me? Uh, it's just interesting to watch that. If that's where a lot of the the press, the uh, Hollywood people come from. 
Well, he even I, I was a thing I never saw before is he's called emo rap, which I've never seen really? that term coined before, but I like I it. Like it fits his, I don't know who that is. Never mind. I know little buddy with a hoodie or whatever. Boogie uh, with a hoodie. Yeah, that dude. Uh, I don't listen to rap though. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was, I don't know if you saw this, Mike, but Rolling Stone, a great magazine, I think there's still a magazine, released a new uh, 2021 updated version of the 500 greatest songs of all time, knocking out some of the biggest hitters of all time. And it's utterly absurd who has been added to this list where like Ariana Grande is like in the top 100 with Taylor Swift, I think Beyonce has three or four in the top 100. Um, I I mean, I don't have the numbers. The sad but... truth of it is, like, the people who got knocked out are like the Ariana Grande and Beyonces of that time. But if we're, I, I don't know. I, I'll be honest. I didn't read the whole beginning synopsis of how they determine where a thing places. But I would guess it's on influence is a big factor in it. And I don't think Maybe. Ariana Grande is influencing artists as much as like some of the soul or well, soul had a big representation on it. The rock, the classic rock or even earlier rock music of like the 50s and 60s, which got knocked off because they had to put Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift had, I think, one in the top 100 and like the Beatles were below her. And I'm just like, fuck no. No, 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 no. I'm not like the biggest Beatles fan ever, but it's like uh, the Beatles who are like, they fucking defined rock and roll. <laughs> like, you don't have Taylor Swift without the Beatles. I don't know. It's just like, it, it irks me. If that, I could the post top song, the, actually. If I could yeah. show all the viewers the old man yells at Cloud meme, I would just do it. <laughs> okay, but the top song I do, it was it was surprising. Um, but it's Aretha Franklin's Respect, which, and I think number two is Fight the Power by, oh God, I forgot the name of the band. The one from Don't uh, Do It The Right Thing? Yes. Yes, that I one. Almost said, I almost said Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Oh, you know. Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, of course, same thing. But it is interesting that, that, I guess they're also going a little bit political. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But it is interesting that it's both like a political songs, like a feminism song and a fight the power song. Um, and the third song is also a kind of a protest song. So I guess those are more influential of our day. But I don't agree with a lot of the picks and where they place shit. And I'm mad and I'm yelling at the sky, Mike. How is Game of Thrones? <laughs> I want to say that Taylor Swift is better than the Beatles anyway. Oh, no. wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think you can't just... No, 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 no. Yeah! There's old, there's old man yell at Sky and then old man yell at Mike. Uh, Taylor Swift. Wait, you're better in the sense of, like, music-wise? I don't... It's just, like, I'd like to listen to the music more. Oh, God, Mike. How about, how about Colby Calais? Should beat those airs on the list. A spot on the list. Or I don't know who that is. Okay, maybe I'll recommend her music now. I don't know. Okay, whatever. How's uh, how's Game of Thrones, Mike? Okay, yeah, update we want to do my viewers. The Game of Thrones update. Yeah, do you remember we where like we last were? Where we last bulletin was? music, where it's like, Mike reports on Game of Thrones. Um, oh no, I don't remember where you were last. Um, so how's Joffrey doing? Oh, he's he died. I'm past that. Okay. I started season okay. five. So you're like, um, oh, Jesus. Wasn't, so you're almost like past me. Yeah. I, it wasn't as satisfying as it could have been. Joffrey's death. Shocker. Um, you saw it. No, I, I, I thought you meant. No, I did. I did see Joffrey's death. That's the one where he jumps out the window or whatever. No, Joffrey gets poisoned at his wedding. Who's the one that jumps out the window? Okay, well, that's like in the last season, I'm pretty sure, because I remember that being a meme. Oh, I thought that was like in the... Whatever, whatever. 
I thought it was Joffrey. <laughs> Who cares? It's been a while, Mike. Um, Joffrey died. I had the red. We saw the red wedding. Um, okay. Like all the people who I predicted would die died. Uh, I mean, Rob Stark Game died. That. I mean, I'm I'm assuming, like half the cast is gonna die in the remaining show too. How's uh? I don't want to be like I wanted to ask a question and be like, oh, who's gonna die? Uh, how's three fingers? Little fingers. Little finger. I I guessed that he's gonna die, but he hasn't yet. My. I think my my girlfriend told me he dies, right? I'm writing someone else. I mean, I know he dies. I thought he died at that point, but for season five. No, um, maybe he does soon. But I don't know. There's some really likable characters, and there's some really not likable characters. And the not likable characters always have the stuff go their way, and the likable characters not always. Wait till the end. Um. (laughs) Uh, but. Has there? I remember the moment I gave up on the show. Uh, you're coming up on it, I'm pretty sure, is when the monk and uh, Peter Dinklage's character are on a boat traveling across water. And yeah. it's like, it's the whole episode. And I was like, I'm done with this fucking show. I think um, that's probably up, because he's uh, hiding with uh, Lord Varys, who's the monk. Yes, Varys. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Name. I like that character a lot. Varys is a He's got boy. no balls. Yeah, that's his most memorable. I mean, it is. It's his whole shtick is that he has got no balls, and he brings it up constantly. Doesn't he carry them around? No. They're like... Like, they're like kept in a box somewhere or something. Oh, I thought he carried them around like a little pouch or something. That might be another show. Um, Another medieval show. Um, uh, a lot of dead what people. What else did I want to talk about? I got so sidetracked by your Beatles rant. I oh, we can talk about rant. the baseball happening. We had we had fun baseball like two weeks ago, and now like the four most like least interesting teams are left. Uh, yeah, it's like a depresso sandwich. Um, Seagulls <laughs> is giving up. He doesn't have anything to say. I I don't I don't care about baseball. I hate baseball. <laughs> It just it irks me that Seagulls, this is two favorite teams are like the two worst. I don't like baseball anymore, Mike. Get me out of it. I tag out. Are you still on a baseball team? I I yeah, but I busted my knee this week, so I haven't been able to play. Okay. I've been, I'm in a not a cast, but a like an ace bandage right now. I can't move very well. Well, that's. And that's I, what happens right. when you're 24, Mike. Um, Sometimes I forget by the way, this is a music podcast. Yeah, I forget we're alive. Um, uh, <laughs> Let's that. go into week 39, should we? Right before we get into the music, uh, we have a very special guest that we will be interviewing tomorrow after we're recording this. It, we're, it's a whole thing. But on the 26th of October, we will be releasing an episode with... Shalfie. I hope I said his name right. Um, oh, pretty yeah. sure we said his name right. Uh, but he won one of those weeks last week. I'm pretty sure with the yeah, he did last last day of Mariah. I hope that's how sure. you say it. I don't know how it is. I know what it is. It's I think it's a town in an anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Wait, he told you? No, but that's the only thing that comes up if you search that. It's a famous town in that anime. So, and he's a big anime guy, so I assume that's what it's from. And he even mentions anime, like what he's watching on his uh, Instagram. But he will be coming on the podcast. We'll be interviewing him tomorrow, and we'll be putting it out October 26th. So the week that we usually have off, there will be a new Jam Radio episode exclusive um, that we interview Shalfie, and we can't wait to talk to him. I'm so excited to talk to Shelby. He seems like a great, I, nice guy. Can't whenever wait this, to talk to him. he showed up on my TikTok feed, I'm like, man, this guy seems like he'd be really cool to like get a coffee with. Never did I actually think I'd get the chance. 
I've listened to all of his music now. It is all amazing. I recommend you guys listen to all of it. Third uh, third semester is a great EP. Uh, it's I think it's most of his top songs are all that EP. Um, he just released two new singles this year. They were both amazing. Uh, I love his POV stuff. But we'll talk about him a lot more when we speak with him and do a deep dive into his stuff. But it's very suggestive. I love his POV stuff. Oh, I, I, I mean, it'll make sense if you listen to his thing, or it's, he literally yeah. says like oh, I know. POV. No, I, I, I love exactly what you're talking about, just the way you said it. Okay, well, I, I don't know how I can say it any differently, but if you listen to his music, he says like the thing that you see on like a lot of TikToks. Where it's like POV, you are the it's the last day of summer and you get to hang out yeah. with your friends. I mean, I, that's like my favorite thing ever. I love, uh, his music, um, one of that, those things being one of the reasons I'm sure we're, we'll talk about that a lot with him. Can't wait. Yeah. So, October 26th, be here to listen to that great episode. Can't wait to talk to the guy. Um, Yes, so shall we get into week 39, Everybody Needs Sweet Hibiscus Tea? If you want, kid. Um, I don't want to. Let's not. How do you like these weeks? I thought these were two some weak weeks. These two were some weak weeks? Yeah. I'm gonna, that's, what, that's what the episode's going to be called. <laughs> two weak I'm weeks. I like it. Um, All right. Yeah, they were they were okay. I I didn't really appreciate them. I want I you think. to go. Uh, you want me to go on shoutouts? Do whatever. What, I'm okay. just, I'm, for some reason, I had a stroke of interest of whatever you wanted to talk about. I had a, you had a stroke. Should we talk about it? Uh, oh. Ha. Okay. Uh, shoutouts for this week. I have like a weird structure where I have like longer shoutouts and then a long note. But anyway, Skyway Avenue by We the Kings. Shockingly, the first and only appearance by We the Kings on this playlist. Uh, is my recommendation to Mike. Uh, it was a pivotal band in my like 2000s pop punk era, which defined my music taste. Um, although I know Mike does, does know Check Yes Juliet, uh, which I think most people know that song by We the Kings. It was their yes, big, Juliet, like, that one. Uh, we're gonna get DMCA'd. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's your stereotypical warp tour band singing an upbeat punk song about a suicidal couple jumping off of their hometown bridge called Shine, uh, Sunshine Skyway Bridge in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, you know, it's pop punk things. Uh, but <laughs> I think this is the main point of this. I love the song, it's a great song. Uh, I, I know every word, but. It's weird revisiting songs like this, Mike, that I would know all the lyrics to and sing and now like re-entering them or not re-entering. That's a weird way to say that. Re-listening to them and like figuring out what they're truly about. Like I didn't know it was about a suicidal couple like saying like, let's do this together and jump together. I know it's about that either. Like, do you have songs like that that you revisit now and they're like... Well, you know, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, everybody's like, yo, it's about it. He's seeing a guy... Drowned. He's seeing a guy drown and there's somebody watching him, not helping him. Apparently that was, like, not true. That's an internet thing. I always think of that when there's, like, the hidden meeting. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a weird thing. I don't know why that got started. Um... Yeah, Check it's always interesting. Eagle. No. Uh, left. Uh, the other thing, the other two, like the combined note on Sweet Hibiscus Tea and Rat with the thing over, the umlaut over the A. Umlaut. By, umlaut uh, by Penelope Scott. Only 20 years old, which shocks me. Uh, but talked about last week, uh, if you want to put music on the app TikTok, and she's the reason you'd want to do this. She got big off TikTok. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, like uh, MXM tune. Uh, she's an independent artist still with 100 plus streams on Rat and 27 million on Hibiscus Tea. 
and she's still not signed to a label, which is crazy. It's just like that's why you put your songs on TikTok, Mike. Yeah, she. <laughs> so she's like, I feel like she's the. There's a big subculture of like young emo kids. Um. Well, also like Bo Burnham or some shit that. Yeah. She's kind of cultivate cultivated. Um, I don't know. I see a lot of kids with like makeup and dyed hair, who are like. What? I feel like I feel like she speaks for them. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, what I. Uh, I'm not even sure what genre she's like part of. I was trying to oh, figure that out. I don't know the two songs. It's like catchy electronic folk punk was the closest I could come up with. Uh. It's mixing deep themes of societal problems with Gen Z mematude. Uh, but my favorite thing is how she describes herself, or at least how her... I assume it's her, because she's an independent artist, but on Spotify it says, Listening to Penelope Scott's music is like sitting aboard a deranged theme park ride, twisting and turning through caves of Gen Z malice and satire. Yeah, so. I have a long note about Penelope Scott, so I guess I'll just do it now. Yeah, do it now. Um, I wrote, like, depending on the day, I either think she's, like, the worst artist I've ever heard or, like, a genius. Um, Something about the sound sometimes sounds so amateurous and childlike, but at the same time, oftentimes, like, articulates something very, very specific and relatable. Um, The song I I think is bad is uh, Listen to Self-Care. That song does not... um, really strike a chord with me I, I guess i get it but whatever um this song rat was originally supposed to be about supposed to be about elon musk but she changed the title from originally it was elongated muskrat so she can make it more applicable to other figures um the message being basically like not to meet your heroes um it kind of describes how she used to look up to now unnamed public figure and grew up to find their intentions self-centered and disingenuous. Um, I like these, like the the thought processes of like really smart Gen Z kids that's so influenced by technology and pop culture is really interesting and like depressing and scary too, obviously. And when you access it in this kind of like very um, deep and articulate commentary form, um, it's really interesting. And like, I like listening to that. And I guess that's part of why I really love this. And I like, the artist um i think the sound is either not your kind of thing or it is um like when i first saw found the song it did and now it doesn't really maybe i heard it too much on tiktok i don't know it became a trend of people posting like people who got canceled to it um i still appreciate it for what it is though when i heard sweet hibiscus hibiscus tea i had like a much more bright like not dark, grungy TikTok impression of her. So this was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, that's all I have about that. Yeah, uh, oh. Pratt's canceled. Um, my my last, like, tiny note uh, is on cutting my finger off by turnover. I just turnover. really enjoyed the... What? <laughs> uh, turnover. Okay. Uh... I just really enjoyed the classic rock feel of this song entangled with the pop punk of the early 2000s. Really good sound. I want to know more about Turnover. So I, I've I don't really know that about album. Turnover. I mean, I looked into them. I, they look like a cool band. I, I, I didn't write much of it down because it just seemed, I don't know, redundant. But I will look into them more because this has intrigued me. I really like the sound of this. What's it called? Cutty Off My Fingers. Which is, you know, cutting my finger off. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, do you have a longer note, Mike? Another long note? Or um, what are you looking at? Not really that long. They're like half. They're like in between. Hey, I have ahead. one. Take- okay. Um, so, Gulf War Song by Moxie Fruvis. Um, actually, this note kind of leads into the... is led into by the one before it. So, whatever. Well, go kind ahead, of- then. Um, oh, Superman by Laurie Anderson is a weird, abstract, epic of a song. Um, 
seems like a very interesting artist that I should check out more. It feels like some sort of abstract commentary on the consumerism in America. And now she keeps bringing up mom in this song. And it's kind of like the big growing technology entity as well as like our protecting like country or whatever. Um, Speaking of anti-USA, Gulf War song by Moxie Fruis is a beautiful acapella anti-Vietnam War song where like the harmonies are really strong and it's packed with powerful lines. um, Like meaningful uh, lines about like broken idealism and like how the how very like intimately real people's lives are affected by war. Um, here's some lines. What can we say? We're only 25 years old. Um, with 25 sweet summers and hot fires in the cold. This kind of life makes that violence unthinkable. We'd love to play hockey, have kids, and grow old. Um, I think like establishing that uh, personability and then saying history seems to agree that I would fight them for we is very powerful. Um, it provides like a very super strong perspective to look at war with. Um, that's that. I said Skyway Avenue was good. It's like a bowling alley ass rock song. Like, uh, said if I ever got to choose my purgatory among every other possibilities, one idea was I wanted to be your birthday party at a mall with like music like this playing. Your birthday party, Seagull. I feel like you've had a lot of bowling you would like... parties. Okay, wait a minute. Let's unpack that. You want your purgatory to be my birthday at a bowling alley in a mall? Yes. That's. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that I'd be associated with your purgatory. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what a purgatory is? Yes. I. It was just like a hypothetical. It's not. It's not okay. that serious. Okay. Um, Siegel, I think your your birthday parties were purgatory. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, whatever genre, how do you want to be remembered is kind of nice. And that's it. Oh, by Magic? That was. They are a Canadian, like, fusion. Band or something. I don't know what the fuck they are. They're weird. Uh, they did the. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know oh, human too? Oh, well, that re- yeah. song was ruined for me. Gonna marry. It's the same album. Uh, <laughs> but uh, interesting that you like Magic. Uh, they had that one song. And that's it. I mean, I like that one. That song until it was played on the popular. Uh, radio stations 90 times a day. Yeah, but it's radio. Who listens to radio anymore? Mm, I mean, you better me- be listening to JM radio. Shut up, cousin. I'm your cousin now. I think we're brothers on Facebook. Um, uh, yeah, That's so it. my longer note. Oh, you have a longer, longer note? note. We were done. Yeah, no, I'm not done. I'm never done, Mike. Uh, everybody did I needs say somebody. The, the love. Note? No, you didn't. You want to say okay. that? I just said somebody needs to give Mitski a hug. I don't even think it would help, but it's worth a shot. Uh, Pink and the Night is a good song. Go. Okay. Everybody needs somebody to love by the Blues Brothers, 1980. Original recording, not by the Blues Brothers, but by fuck. What was his name? Did I write it down somewhere? Solomon Burke, uh, from like the 60s. I think it's 64 was ranked 436 on the original Rolling Stones 500 Greatest Songs of, of All Time list. I don't think it's on the new list. I think it got knocked off, which is a bullshit. Um, but this is such a joyful, uh, soul bluesy song, The Perfect Contradiction. Have you seen the Blues Brothers, Mike? That's my first um, question. I saw like the Drake and Josh tribute to it. <sighs> okay, so you know what Soul Man is. I'm happy for that, at least. Yeah. Uh, that's depressing, though. We need to do a movie night because you need to see the Blues Brothers. Uh, this is the final song in the first movie, the original movie, the better movie. Uh, but it's originally an SNL skit that turned into a film about these two white guys being famous blues mu- musicians. Uh, 
I think that it would never be allowed today to happen just because like, you know, cultural appropriation and all that. Uh, but that was kind of the point of the, the, the absurdity of the skit is that they're two white guys thinking they're like the legends of blues. Uh, so I don't know, maybe it could, but I think this band, I guess they're a band, this is a duo of comedians because it's, it's headlined by John Belushi, who tragically passed away. And uh, Dan Aykroyd, who you might know from Ghostbusters, probably his most famous role for most people. Uh, they were the two singers and creators of the sketch. And uh, this is one of the defining movies of my childhood that personally helped shape my appreciation and love for the 1960s soul and blues music like Aretha Franklin, B.B. King and Sam and Dave, which is Soul Man. That's the Drake and Josh thing. They made that song originally in the 60s. Uh, it's part of... Uh, Sam and Dave is also part of the inspiration for the Blues Brothers. They were a two-person act that would like bounce off each other. Uh, the original song, though, Everybody Needs some Somebody to Love, is by Solomon Burke in 1964, a blues artist who uh, was one of the founding fathers of soul music in the 1960s. Greatly overlooked and forgotten artist of the time and genre uh his version was much slower and more like an r&b bluesier type while the blues brothers sped it up and made it more of a swing song swing. Uh, nope swing no matter uh the many versions the message is all the same everybody needs somebody somebody to, someone to love someone to kiss someone to miss someone to squeeze someone to please those are also the lyrics uh but that is all i I implore you, if you have not seen the Blues Brothers, to go watch the movie, especially the first one, because it's not only a great movie, it has an amazing soundtrack with Aretha Franklin actually in the movie performing uh, Think, which is one of my favorite songs. And still to this day, when I think of uh, that song, I think of the movie, it was so like impactful for me, like I just love that song. It's like a comfort place. I just remember watching that movie with my mom growing up. So I implore you to go watch the movie. It's great comedy, but it's also just heartwarming and everything. So go watch the movie. Listen to the you album. Can watch it it's all covered songs. Okay. Uh, I am done now, Mike. Okay. Do you want can... to do top fives? Sure. Do you want to go first? Okay. Five, Part of the Act. Four, Skyway Avenue. Three, Rat. Two, Oh Superman. One, Gulf War Song. I have like no okay, notes five. for next week. That's great. Uh, five is Cutting My Fingers Off by Turnover. Four is Plasticine Dream by Boston Manor. Really liked the song. Didn't get to talk about it much, but really enjoyed it. It's a very weird song. Um, three is Rat, which I think is the winner of this week by Penelope Scott. Two is Skyway Avenue by We the Kings, and one is Everybody Needs Somebody to Love by the Blues Brothers. Yeah, I think Rat wins. Wait, you picked it three? Yeah. I'm just cleaning up. Okay, so week 40 then. Congrats to Rat by Penelope Scott. Uh, week 40 is an introduction to Straw Kings and Bad Astronauts. Uh, so this week we're kind of both hurting on notes. I can go like two or three, and then you can go two and three, and we can just like figure it out from there. Okay. Um, um you want me to go first? You want to go sure. first? I have like, yeah, I, have, I just want to point out that the new Radicals guy with the feet is in this week again. Yeah. I just don't think I forgot about that weird album cover. <laughs> Okay, I think that was the week uh, Falconetti was, was on. on Falconetti. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure that was the week. Because I remember talking about that. This is the song they actually, like, they came back and sang this song at Joe Biden's fucking inauguration party. This inauguration! Shut up. Okay. Uh, I, the first song I want to talk about is This Too Shall Pass by OK Go. Uh, OK Go is more of a music video than music band uh if uh, they did the famous music like one of the first viral videos ever is them on 
the uh oh my god what are they called not peloton what's the thing that you run on at a gym elliptical no treadmill 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 they did the treadmill thing where they're jumping across treadmills and like dancing on them it's one of like the first viral videos of 2005 um but like their music is like second to their music videos so anyway this music video is a rube goldberg machine mike uh, we'll link it we'll link it in the show notes but it brings me back to like sixth grade science do you remember us doing that doing those yeah, projects mike how could i forget with shout out to mr hanley our, our sixth grade science teacher who made us do those projects uh but this video is has made me so jealous because their Rube Goldberg machine is so much better. If you want to watch the video, you can look it up or you can just look in our show notes. I'll put a link to it. Uh, okay. Go has the best music videos. Songs are subpar, but I, I like them. Okay. Uh, go it's, it's, listen to all our music. It's background. <laughs> yeah. Great. It's background music to the video. Hurts like heaven by cold play. I put that. It on hurts. Oh, really? It hurts you don't like me. The song? No, no. I obviously I like it. I like Coldplay. I was just gonna say it hurts me that Coldplay gets so much disrespect. They're like the they're the nickelback of the twenty tens where it's like it's like you listen to Coldplay, you fucking loser. I'm like, Coldplay is a good fucking band. <laughs> Their new stuff is kind of shit. Um, I'll have to admit. I don't really, because they got in like techno and EDM. Maybe not techno and EDM. It's just like really poppy. Uh, but their earlier stuff, this is the turning point. Hurts Like Heaven, this album, which I think is called MYXO or something. Yeah. Very weird name. Uh, this is the turning point where they become like a pop rock band or just a pop band. But Viva La Vida is one of the best albums of all time. I'm not saying the song's really good. But the album called Viva La Vida is one of the best of all time. And there's a whole like documentary series about how the band almost broke up, but they stopped it by allowing each member to create their own sound in the album. So it like allowed everyone to collaborate together and it literally saved the band. It was very interesting. Um, but yeah, I love Nickelback and I love Coldplay. So Fight Me. Their new album looks interesting. It's coming out this year, but they Coldplay's released like fine. two singles. Nickelback is like borderline unlistenable, but Coldplay is. No. Uh, they... <laughs> yes. They, uh, Seagull. They're, no. No, Archer. Seagull, I've gotten... <laughs> people message me that like your opinion on Nickelback like is an embarrassment to me. <laughs> Good. I'll just keep saying it then. Because it doesn't hurt me that they, that people don't like it. it. Hurts you apparently. I mean, no, I mean, it um, hurts you for it hurts you more for having that opinion. But you're like you're just so lost in okay like Nickelback. It's just not. I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm going to choose them over listening to other bands. But like if they come on, I'm not going to be like, ugh, Nickelback. Like I actually enjoy listening to their Listen, songs. Okay, you like being an edge lord. Just say it. They're just bad. I mean, to that's not an edge lord. That's yes, my is, opinion. Everybody says they hate Nickelback, so you're saying you like Nickelback is like, oh, Medgy. No, because I can actually like listening to a band, even if other people don't enjoy listening to that same band. I don't. I just don't Dude, think I, anybody can actually like listen. To I them. like. I obviously people do because they've been around for thirty or like twenty fucking years. Like if they weren't like, obviously they have fans. Um, yeah, but, you, but know, every, you know what? Like every freaking garbage thing that's popular has fans. It's not a. Look, argument as to why they're good. I mean, I, I have a very broad range. I have, I listen to Nickelback, I listen to Coldplay, I listen to fucking like bluegrass music, and I was listening to Mac Miller for like the last week. I will try anything, and if I enjoy it, I enjoy it. Uh, Coldplay's good. This song is really interesting. It's just like all over the place. Just it, it like. The intro is amazing, which is like it ramps up really quickly and shoves you into it. I can't wait to ask like Heaven is... Nickelback. I just remembered we do that with the guest now. Oh, I bet he's gonna. Didn't Falco even say he's like okay with Nickelback? No, he said they were bad. 
Was it Chappie that was like, no, he's, they're okay. okay? Michael Menzi was like, oh, Michael Menzi. Man, no, he was like, listen, man, everybody's doing their own thing. And then he gave some like spiel about like <laughs> art. And I was like, do you listen to them? And he was like, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, stalled. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Nickelback's okay. Um, uh, title and register registration. Sorry, title and registration by Death. Oh, Death Cab for Cutie. Good band. Okay, so it is. I I always thought it was Death Death Cab for a Cutie, and I realized this week it's Death Cab for Cutie, which just yeah. seems grammatically incorrect. Um, but I do like this song a lot. The Obviously, most people would know them from uh, I'll Follow You Into the Dark, which is like yeah. their biggest song. But I like this one a lot, too. I love the creative imagery of the glove compartment at the beginning, not holding actual gloves, but uh, quote-unquote souvenirs from better times before the gleam of your tailgates fading east to find yourself a better life. Entire, well, the entire the entire lyrical storytelling of the song is great. Um and the rhythmic thumping to keep you chugging along the road on the road. Um, what does it say? Had a song in a week. Had a song in one of the first weeks of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Remember the episode that we did with Falcon Eddie? We're getting a lot of shout outs to him. Um, yeah. But we talked about a song called, or a band called Title and Registration. Yeah. And that's, that's where I they got the name. This, uh... this is the song that they got the name from. <laughs> it's just, it's just interesting. Uh, I have two more shoutouts, but you want to go for a bit? Sure. Um, what do I have? I don't. I really have like the most like bare bones notes here. Um, you said you have like no notes, but you had a lot. Um, I like the well, Coldplay I literally, song. Um, I improvised the Coldplay. I like shit. the Death Cab for Cutie song. My girlfriend really likes them. Um, her favorite song is "I'll Follow You Into the Dark." And I love that song. Um, I have like a new appreciation for them. And I think this song was decent too. Um, the new Radicals guys with the weird feet is back. Um, I said that before. That was one of my notes. Money Die by Lemon Demon is awesome. Lemon Demon's amazing. Um, Down with the King by Good Kid is really upbeat fun. It has like a you're living in a bustling modern city vibe to it for some reason. Um, not much to say about it besides I really like that. Um, my one like slightly long note is about uh, Worst of Me by The Jokes, which is a light... What the fucking genre of... Bad. It's, it's Ethan Klein. Yeah. I mean, he's a better singer than Chad Kroger. Nope. You can't even argue that his voice like sounds like clear. I'd have to, I honestly I don't remember the song at all. I'd I'd have to listen to it again. That's like it's just I like baseline. They put a lot of fucking crap on Chad Kroger's voice. I feel like too. Yeah, I guess part of why it's bad. Um, yeah, it's it's overproduced metal rock. I'm not disagreeing with that sentiment of it. So I just wrote. Um, Ethan Klein tried to make serious music at one point, uh, like recently too. It wasn't even a foray into the popular, um, like it wasn't like something he tried to do before he got popular, um, via other avenues. And it's not even that bad. It's um, humanizing and sentimental. Like I look at the album cover and like forget everything I know about Ethan Klein from like his 2015 prank commentary videos to the figure he is now. Um, he just looks like some random dad, and I'm like walking through his house, looking at the photos he has and like framed, and this kind of what this finding and listening to this music fe- uh, felt like. Um, introduction to the album by Hotelier is pretty melancholy, but damn, their sound is really good, and they got some like good ass lyricists. I did not want to delete that, and that's it. Okay, uh, my last two notes are on Luck by American Authors. Oh, you and, like that? Well, not Perfect. really. I just wanted to I say was, something about it. I was just going to say, what the hell happened to them? Because <laughs> they had the one song, Best Day of My Life, uh, which is like, when you listen to it now, or when I listen to it now, it transports me back to like high school, 
and puts me in like some sort of trance because it's just like it's it's such like a point in time song that when I listen to it, it's just like, oh yeah, I remember this. Like I can picture things from that exact moment in high school, but it's like it's like phony pop folk music of 2010s that were so big at the time, like Mumford and Sons and Oh, fuck, what's the other band from that fucking time? Oh, Fitz and the Tantrums, I think is what they're called. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Uh, it's like a weird mesh of stuff. And it's just like, it could only be done in that time period. It's just interesting. Um, this song was okay. Uh, it was just more surprising that this was on the same album. And I don't remember this band ever like doing anything past best day of our life be my escape by reliant k why does this christian pop punk song go so hard uh they are a very prominent christian pop punk band uh talks about first person account of begging for escape and references to redemption and grace suggest begging to god for a way out uh a podcast followed us actually that just reviews every reliant k song which sounds very intriguing to listen to that podcast. God, I can't want to find them. review a song for longer than like two minutes. I don't know how they do a whole podcast episodes. About I don't it. know if they do a whole podcast on the song, but it seems like that's what their description was. So if you want to find, if you want to listen to them review every Reliant K song, uh, I didn't do a top five, so I have to do it off the top of my head. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, five. Hurts Like Heaven, four, an introduction to the album, three, title and registration, two, down with the king, one, when he died. Uh, not a really good week, in my opinion. Yeah, this week's tough, just looking yeah, at I, it. I had a hard time, like, picking songs for this. Okay, so looking at it, because I just literally have to do this off the top of my head, I'm going to put five at uh, is Luck by American Authors. Uh, it's a weird song, but I enjoyed it enough, I guess. Uh, four will put "Be My Escape" by Reliant K. Are you making it now? Yes, because I literally don't know. Uh, I thought I had it, but apparently it got deleted. Uh, three will go "Astronaut" by City and Color. That was a really good song. We didn't talk about, but it's very like mystical and like it's like your third song, magical named "Astronaut" that you recommended. It is. I have had a lot of astronaut songs. That's weird. Uh, two, two is title and registration by Death Cab for a cutie, uh, and one will will be Hurts Like Heaven by Coldplay. Yeah, title and registration wins. Single you get a W. Yay! Congrats, Death I don't Cab get W's. Um, you go rolling in big W's. Yeah, all those dubs. What's, uh, that's sports. It, yeah, these. Yeah, this uh this week has been a, or these this week in the podcast has been a bit hectic. Uh yeah, we've we're, this is the latest we've uh, filmed that. I enjoy, I like the late night filming though. Uh Game Grumps used to talk about how they would like go just 12 hours straight filming episodes overnight. And I'm like, damn. That's like terrifying, but it must be fun. Yeah, I'm good. I, I don't way. need that. I don't I don't get to sleep anyway, so it's yeah. like the idea of sleep is like amazing to me, but I don't do it very often. Uh so I'd like to go to sleep soon. Um but yeah, this week this this week has been a little bit hectic, but if you're still listening, make sure to listen next week on October 26th when we interview Shelfie. It'll be a great episode. I can already feel it in my bones. Very special um, guest. Very special guest. Uh, and we're honored that he would even join our little space on the internet. I'm looking at Mike's desk. It's very odd. Uh, yes. So thank you for everyone for listening. This has been, I was going to say this has been JM radio, but I hope by now you'd understand that at sports, uh, make sure to rate review share. Tell that's the big one. Yeah. Tell your friends. Uh, if they want to listen to, we have we have interviews. We don't just do this every week. We have interviews with artists. We've interviewed 
Michael Manzi, Chappie, Soon Shelfie. Got a lot of like ease. Somehow we end. get we get fucking people. And they've all been amazing. Uh I've loved everyone we've interviewed so far, and I'm sure I'll love Shelfie as well. Um so thank you to all of them. And they're great collab. episodes. We encourage collaboration between artists we interview. As Mike and I said, when Mike and I, Jesus, uh, as we as we were talking about before we started recording the episode, we have to have a grand finale ep- send off episode, and we're gonna do like we'll meet again, featuring all the people we've interviewed. <laughs> uh, I just wanted, have them. I want to get like some people together for the last one. It'll, we could do something, uh, but it would be very funny if we got like a send off by the people we interviewed. Uh, but that was in reference to the John Stewart when he ended the Daily Show. He did we will meet again, and he had a lot of famous people on there, and everyone we interview has been amazing. So we'd love to have them back. Uh, but anyway, share the podcast. It helps us grow, and it helps us get these amazing artists to somehow respond to us uh and we feel even more honored when people will graciously accept our offer so thank you to everyone who's been on the podcast thank you mike uh we're not dying or leaving we got a few more weeks left but we are wrapping up the year um so thank you for listening everyone uh do you want to count us down mike uh yeah i can count us down Three, two, one. You've you got, got some, some listening, listening to, do. to do. I still can't believe how like not together it is. Well, it doesn't matter because I kind of like splice it so it fits. Uh, but anyway, thank you. Bye. Bye bye. I rambled at the end. I was close to starting to ramble, and you just wanted to end it. Oh!